Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to Bring It Home Podcast. My name is Andrew Brazil. My name is Allison Carr. I am the youth ministry associate here at Trinity on the board of Family Life Ministry. Excited to talk to you about families, Allison. Um, I am the family life associate, but a lot of people also just refer to me as the children's ministry associate, as I do a lot uh, with our next gen, our younger kids here at Trinity. Um, and this is a podcast that we talk about parents, talk about us as parents, that talk about more experienced parents than we are, because um, we are two of the most... Greatest, I would <laughs> the greatest parents to come through Trinity is what greatest. she's meaning to say. I would say, for me, I can speak for myself, one of the more unexperienced parents, as uh, my husband and I have a six-month-old at home right now. I've got an 18-month-old Zeke, little boy at home with another on the way, come two months. Jeez, old Pete. Two months from now, I'll be a, a father of two. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah, so a chance for us to just talk about what it is for us to be a parent, learn from other parents, get some awesome insight because at the end of the day, um, although we've all been called to be, we've been called to be parents, uh, no one really gives you a manual for this thing. You just kind mm. of learn and, and to hear from other people, to get some insight from other parents who have gone before and who have uh, had experience that maybe we haven't experienced yet. Just a great opportunity for us to share yeah. and hear from them. So we're going to be talking about faith. We're going to be talking about life. Um, some practical things to do with your kids, some practical things to do with your spouses. Um, so we're going to be hitting on a whole range of different topics. So we're excited for you to join us today. And joining us today, along with Allison and I, is our very own... The myth. The legend. Pastor Justin Krupski. Welcome, Justin. It's good to be here, Andrew and Allison. It's even better to have you here. We're excited to talk to you today because you've been a father... For longer than certainly Allison, yeah, longer longer than than I. Um, we, we, we just we, we have a lot of respect for you and, and how you talk about fatherhood and um, uh, you've been a mentor for me since I've been here, so I'm excited to be able to do this in a setting that uh, gives you an opportunity to talk without me interrupting you. So this is a uh, this is gonna be fun. I look forward to that too. <laughs> this is gonna be fun for us. So Justin, you are a father. Tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, well, Toby's my oldest. He's 14, going to ninth grade next year. Graham, next guy, he's uh, 11 years old, going into sixth grade. Then Chloe, our daughter, going into fourth grade. And then Oliver, our last child, seven, he's going into second grade. Man. Um, so Jenny and I have been married 18 years. we got four kids. We're way in over our heads. <laughs> you know, I've always heard, uh, especially parents talk about, no one ever told me how hard parenting would be. Um, but I, I kind of think that you, you learn real quick after your first baby that parenting is hard. So I have a little sympathy for kids with parents with multiple kids because you knew how hard parenting was going to be. Then you have more kids, and that's on you, man. That's on you. <laughs> yes, we do know how kids come into the world. There we go. Well, Toby's going into high school. How are you, uh, how are you feeling about that? How are you wrestling with that as a dad? Um, I mean, I'm excited. My kids are growing up. Uh, it feels like as they grow up, right, there's going to be more freedom for Jenny and I. But the reality of it is, is I know that there's more peer pressure. Um, we talk a lot and you guys have little kids, but I think the smaller kids are, the smaller the problems. The bigger mm. the kids are, the bigger the problems. That was said to Jenny and I long ago, and um, I'm, I'm realizing that uh, there's just more weight, mm. uh, more responsibility as our kids get older. And you just care more about them. You worry about them more. You pray more for them. Mm. Um, so I am excited that Toby is growing up, and it's fun watching him become a young man. It is. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too. You know, at the time we're recording this, we're coming off of 
what was a stay-at-home order for Michigan, and obviously parents have had a lot more time with their kids, assuming have had a lot more time with their kids. For a lot of parents have been staying home with their kids, but uh, one of the most challenging things, I think, for parents is that they are with their kids 24-7, but how have you, and Jenny, how's, how is your stay-at-home being locked with your kids at home a little more than usual? How's that been? Yeah, um, definitely for Jenny, it's been different than me because Jenny has been at home with them and just being a pastor, I still had to come up and do Zoom meetings and just do a lot of work mm. um, where Jenny had to also become a teacher too. Um, but in my mind, it's been a blessing. Things have slowed down. All my kids are active in sports and all of a sudden we have nothing going on. And so just the family time playing like charades and Pictionary and card games and puzzles and we got like a racquetball game in the backyard, right? We're swimming, we're doing little exercise things. We've just been having a lot more family time, which for me has been really good and life-giving. And it's almost like a morning knowing baseball starting back up for my boys. And also there's more busyness, but I love seeing them play baseball and I love coaching them. But the slowing down has been, it's been a blessing. Yeah. Um, Jenny might say otherwise. <laughs> just she loves our kids too. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I think that was a blessing for me, too, just as a mom with a little one, having a little extra time at home and having that time to be with them. So I totally understand. And look, not not that I dread going back to work, but it is just, again, like you said, a change, a transition, and going back to kind of what was before. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've loved my job in part because I see how fun and funny high schoolers and middle schoolers can be, but being able to stay home with Zeke... He's like the funniest kid that I've ever met. Like he's he's like a, a young Jim Carrey, and he, he like walks around doing like monkey impressions, and it's hilarious. So it, it has been kind of fun to to stay home and, and see him do all those things and see him grow in that. Well, Justin, as I've gotten to know you and as I've heard you talk, I know that you have a lot of respect for your own dad, and you've uh, had an upbringing where your dad has had a large impact on your life. Um, and I think that 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 has probably shaped the type of father that you are, the type of dad that you are. And I was wondering, uh, just to get things started, could you share a, a good or a happy memory that you had with your dad when you were a kid? Um, the first thought that comes to my mind is fishing with my dad. And actually, I still get to fish with my dad. I'm very blessed. Um, he coached a lot of my baseball, um, so him being there. Um, I'll tell you, as I got into college, what my dad did a lot is he'd write me letters, mm. letters of encouragement. That's cool. And so it was just a blessing. And I think the one thing I, I think of as you asked me about my dad, I still remember uh, getting a speeding ticket. Um, and then six months later, after the points would wear off, right, you're on probation. And all of a sudden that morning, my dad's telling me, hey, Justin, six months, right? You, you did a buddy. And also I come home that night late because guess what happened? I got a, <laughs> a ticket for running <laughs> a stop sign. And I remember my dad slamming the door and not letting me in the house. Um, and then I remember my mom yelling at him as I was outside and around midnight telling him you need to apologize to Justin and my dad um, he always disciplined me well mm -hmm. which was good I needed that he always made sure if I did something wrong um, but my dad would always apologize to me too if he ever felt like he overreacted and I think that's probably the best memory I have of my dad actually apologizing to me uh, to see that and I think that's been healing and life-giving for my relationship with my dad that he's had the ability to do that somehow, some way, as I grew up, and as I'm still his son. Yeah. I think he, hearing some of those stories, it, it just shines light on how important even small things are. Like a conversation where um, 
he, he was excited for you going six months without getting a ticket or, or a conversation where he apologized to you or going fishing. Like those can seem like kind of mundane, small task things, but those are some things that uh, however many years later, they, they still stick with you. They, they, you still remember them and they have an impact of, uh, on you of, of being a dad. Um, well, yeah, I think so many times we try to like make these big moments that we like put so much planning into having these big moments but even for me you know the small like unplanned things are the things that I most remember or have like such fond memories with my dad about too so um yeah 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 a lot of cool stuff there um now you've been a dad then for 14 years you said right yep that's a long time to be a dad and there's a lot of time there's a lot of time there for for triumphs and a lot of times for failures and a lot of times for um, just learning the ropes, but but certainly parenting isn't easy. Um, as as uh, yeah, it's not always easy. I'm wondering because parenting is different for everybody, and being a father is is personal to you, and you're going to be a father different than anyone else is going to be a father. What do you find to be the hardest part about being a dad? The hardest part about being a dad. Um, I, I just did a marriage devotional called "Not for the Week." And I think it's the same thing for parenting. It's not for the weak. And so parenting in general, it's exhausting. Um, the hardest part. I think when you know when I go to bed at night, when Jenny and I go to bed at night, oftentimes we just we think about the moments that we've kind of blown it during the day, mm. where the opportunities we didn't take to spend more time, or when maybe we lost our temper a little bit with the kids or our patients. Um, the hardest part is like going to bed and like regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in the same time is the best thing is waking up in the morning and my kids forgive and they have mercy and grace and right the next day like the next day is for me yeah that's the best part but going to bed that night right. honestly I don't know if that's too deep or not deep enough but no, that's yeah. what I think of okay well, as you well, I was just saying, as you as you shared what you thought what for you what the what the hardest part is or what what the struggle is is being a dad and going to bed at night and kind of looking back and realizing that we all fail right none, none of us are perfect as much as some of us may think we are or we we i think kids have, i'm a right? great father right now <laughs> i think kids have a way of of bringing us back down to earth and and as parent we get brought back down, down to earth a lot because you know we screw up constantly and i know for me I'm the most inexperienced parent. Well, one of them, you know, six whole months under my belt. But Levi has a way of bringing me back down to earth a little bit and realizing, like, today was a great day, and the next day, as he's teething, I learned that I'm not always the most patient mother and the most patient. Let's just leave it at patience. Yeah. <laughs> patient mother, I can't be. Oh, so. I'm, I'm, I'm sure when Zeke starts learning more words and learns how to talk, <laughs> we've all, when he picks up some of those words, he'll let me know uh, that, you know, where I messed up and everything. Yes, when you see your imperfection in your kid, in yeah. your kids, that's that's a challenge. Mm. Yeah, um, that confronts you like nothing else confronts you when you see that in your kids. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That that's tough. Uh, some, something that that even hearing that it reminds me. I wrote down a quote because as I was just thinking about being a dad and, and being a parent and and the effect that we can have on our kids. Um, I love that that you feel that refreshment in the morning of that forgiveness and certainly after hopefully that conversation where you apologize for what what you've done wrong. But something that that is a challenge for me is knowing that kids aren't dumb, that they will remember. Something that Carl 
W. Buner, I think is how you pronounce, pronounce his, his name. Something he said was, they may forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. And so remembering that, like, um, even the words that we use may not necessarily be as important as the way that we're expressing them and the, the way that we make them feel through that. So making them feel loved, making them feel that, that you value them. Um, but just remembering, uh, like you said, the imperfections, the thing that I wrote after that is the axe forgets, but the tree remembers is the next line that comes after that. But something that I saw someone else read, it was only when the axe breaks, does it learn it's part of the tree. And so it's still, still this, this cycle of being a parent and being your child and seeing yourself in your child and your child seeing themselves in you and kind of that interaction and, um, that growth that happens through there. I just think that's interesting. It's deep. Thanks, man. It's very deep. I stole it from the internet. Yes. <laughs> well, as you shared some of the hardest parts, and you kind of touched a little bit about, you know, the blessing of there being a new morning every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there anything beyond that or anything that you say has been the most either rewarding or the best part about life as dad, life as dad to four awesome kids? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think there's a moment every day, like Jenny and I will do high lows a lot of times when we go to bed, just when our day is parenting. And a lot of those just highs when you have that like divine moment where you have a little breakthrough with a, a kid or maybe a kid all of a sudden like Toby I picture like he and I have been going for drives or like we went kayaking the other day just hearing him talk as a young man now and the things he's learning about life and the thing that interests him you know those little moments there's moments every day that we have as parents um, and to make sure I have those with each of my kids hmm. and, and I get to have those and I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Do you find that you, uh, in, in as a parent, do you find that you have intentional times with each of your kids to kind of have and foster those specific moments? You said you've been going drives with one of your mm-hmm. sons, but are there, what yeah. are the other times that you've kind of specifically set aside to foster those yeah. interactions? Um, so, I mean, I don't write it down or do a to-do, to-do list for each of my kids, but with four kids, I do need to manage my time wisely um, to make sure each one of them is getting individual time with me um and so i try to do that mm-hmm. you know so it might be chloe and i going for a walk with the dogs or chloe and i playing a little basketball in the driveway or me and oliver playing ping pong or going fishing at the bridge or Graham and i playing catch or toby and i going up to the store like if you know hey i need to go get gasoline in the car you coming with me mm-hmm. or we're going grocery shopping and i always like to bribe my kids by the way because <laughs> a veteran dad bribery that's works positive well. reinforcement so if that's my kid doesn't want to go with me hey i'll get you some ice cream if you go with me <laughs> that works yeah. it works <laughs> or i'll get you a special treat and candy if you go with me that's just awesome. to force them to spend time with you one-on-one well i know that can be tough too just because uh I know you're familiar with like the love languages and everything mm-hmm. um, and then parents if you're not familiar with the love languages I, I know Justin knows more about it than I do but I, I think it's a good thing to be familiar with and just learning not only how you best receive love but knowing how your kids best receive love and the way that you think you're showing love to them you might be genuinely you showing love to them but they might not be receiving it that way and so I'm sure that's got to be a little bit of a challenge with four kids who are unique and um, you know, handmade uniquely by God, learning how to show love to them differently, even as you have your own personality and your own ways that you like to show love. Has that been a challenge at all? Finding finding your, your kids' uh-huh. unique love languages? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, the love languages are, since Andrew brought it up, right? Mm-hmm. words of affirmation, um, meaningful touch, yep. um, quality time, 
acts of service and gifts. And so each one of my kids actually has a different love language. They love all those, right? They all want to be loved that way, but each one of them is a primary love language. And so for me and Jenny to realize that, and even at the end of the day when we're kind of processing everything, did we hit that love language? And really that's the convicting time when I realized I didn't hit that love Mm. language as well as I could have. Or even like if I use their primary love language and actually discipline them Mm. in that, that's not a good thing. Mm. Even though they might react the most to that, right? that actually damages the relationship more. Um, At least it's what counselors have identified. Yeah. And so... Right. You just got to be aware. Yeah. And yeah. So you brought up the love language. There we go. I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll i say now we'll most likely have another episode. That's a great topic for a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll dive into the love languages you later. You bring but... Jenny in on that. There we go. Perfect. Familiarize yourself. She heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, most exciting thing right now, you've talked uh, the good... Uh, what's tough of being a father. Um, you've talked about good memories with your own father. What are you excited about right now, like at this moment, big or small, about being a father? Is there anything coming up that you're looking forward to as it pertains to being a dad? <laughs> um, I get to have the talk with, with Graham coming up here. You know, I've been starting to have dialogue about birds and the bees stuff, so mm. I'm excited about that. There we um, go. You know, just seeing them grow up. Um, sports is coming up. Vacation's coming up. They don't have school right now. So we just get to relax a lot more in the summertime. Um, yeah. It's wild how how early we need to have those talks. Um, and, and just an encouragement for you parents or maybe a, um, a challenge for you parents. Um, really look into having some of those conversations way sooner than you might think. Um, Ten years old is, is, is really when a lot of the kids are starting to experience some of those things. And, and so... As your kids are getting into fifth and sixth grade, if you're waiting until high school to have those talks, you've, you've kind of missed the, missed, missed the boat a little bit. And yeah. I mean, honestly, like I started having talks with my kids when they were like five years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like slowly but surely, and there's things and there's resources that we actually have here at Trinity to help what are, are good topics to talk about to get ultimately to the birds and the bees talk and, and sexuality talk. Yeah. Yeah, if you make it out to be just one conversation, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. But if you make it a series of, of like, like you said, a dialogue starting from a young age and kind of normalize that type of conversation. It's a lot less scary. Mm. I think that'd be a great podcast <laughs> topic too, Andrew. There we go. There we go. It's writing. They're writing themselves. Yeah. Uh, season one is already planned based on our last five minutes of conversation. Nice. Well, Justin, as I've been here, um, as, as we're approaching Father's Day, um, just hearing you talk about fatherhood in, in different Bible studies and throughout your sermons, you've brought up a lot. The three C's of fatherhood, the three C's of parenting, but specifically today, the three C's of fatherhood. Um, I know that that's something that, that you like to talk about. That's something that you dive into. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to explore that a little bit today. I would love to, Andrew. <laughs> and so First Thessalonians, right, God's word has said it. Um, this is the manual for us as parents, right? As hard as it is to really understand sometimes, God, this is a lot to us about every aspect of life, but certainly parenting is in the scriptures. And so First um, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. I'm going to go ahead and read it. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believe. So Paul's talking about himself and, and Timothy and Titus and some other individuals who serve the church of Thessalonica, just saying, you saw us not only preach it, but live it out. Um, for you know that we dealt with you, each of, each of you, as a father deals with his own children. And then he says this, uh, cheering you on 
comforting you and charging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And so three C's. Right? And these three C's have stuck with me ever since I read this probably eight years ago. What are the three C's again? I missed them. I'm sorry. Cheering. Cheering, cheering our kids on. Okay. Right, that's what Paul did. Yep. Uh, and that's certainly what God our Father does. He cheers us on. Comforting our kids. That's what Paul did. And that's what God our Father does. And then charging us, mm-hmm. right, urging us to live lives worthy of the calling that we uh, have received from God. And so the three C's. Mm-hmm. Same with me, Andrew and Allison. Cheering, cheering, comforting, comforting, and charging. Wow. Yeah. So those are, honestly, every time I think about it, I wish I thought about it more, but if I can do that as a dad and set up opportunities as a dad to do that, it's hitting a sweet spot. It sounds simple, and maybe it is as simple as that, but give us an example of of what it would mean to to cheer your kids. And not just, I think it's so many cheering, I think like, my brain immediately goes to like sports. Exactly, that's like, where I'm at. Yeah, we're yeah. cheering our kid on for but it's gotta be baseball more than that, and sports, right? right? And I think of with little Levi right now. You know, he's learning to sit up. So like we're cheering him all the time, but eventually, mm-hmm. like you know, the cute little oh, he's learning his first kind of wears off a little bit. So how does that cheering change yeah. as your kids get older? Yeah. Um, so I, I think first of all, right, if those who are listening, if you're in a relationship with Jesus, right, we understand cheering is awesome, right, right, sports, and we get that concept through there, but for us as Christian parents, we're actually trying to disciple our children, and so cheering really comes into the spirituality and cheering them on when you see values and morals and good decisions and obedience to the teachings of Jesus and them living out their faith. I think for us as parents, it's very easy for us to nitpick their faults, right? Because we need mm-hmm. to discipline them. And I don't think any parent really wants to discipline. It's kind of against our nature, just like it's against God's nature. But yet he has to do it because that's what's best for us. And so we have to discipline. But cheering is really um, not rejoicing in the evil, right? Mm-hmm. But delighting in the truth. And so seeing the good thing in our kid and actually speaking to that and breathing um, into that. And so, like, if I see one of my kids actually do something kind to their sibling, mm. praising that. Sure, it's so right. easy for Jenny and I to discipline our kids all the time in the way they treat each other. Yeah. But if they actually do something positive, well, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, celebrate that praise it, get out the foam finger, create a fight song, and just go crazy. <laughs> just like you right. if your kid hit a home run or scored a game-winning basket. Like, we need to champion that and cheer them on when we see good things yeah. happen. I, I think, too, like, it. I... I you don't want to fall in the trap either of, um, yes, I'm sure your kids are expected to be nice to each other. And so, like, why would we cheer on something that's expected of them? We should They should just do that anyway. That, that That's the hope and true. But, however, cheering them on because while it might be expected, that's that's a hard thing. Like, we wrestle with our sinful nature. and Absolutely. so Your kids are perfect right now. I mean, well, they are, yeah. Levi and Zeke, I mean, they're the best kids in the world. But. Absolutely. That's good parenting. And hopefully they're not like my kids. <laughs> But, I mean, our kids, there's, there's trouble in our kids. Certainly. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Sure. Right. And I could so see... Zeke will learn when he hangs out with your family. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can just see as a parent how I think even Nate, even outside of being a parent, just how quick we are to kind of notice the, notice the negative, the fault, the uh-huh. as opposed to, like, lifting up other people's up, people up for, for the positive or the, for the strengths that they're doing. So you yeah. could definitely see that as a parent, that's a good thing for me to remember that even though we're praising right now the the first steps, but as like as he continues to grow, praising what maybe some might think is an obvious thing that he should be being kind or things like that, but mm-hmm. not to get lost in the trap to always 
not condemn, but right. point yeah. out that yeah. that's not what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah. And I think the thing that goes with cheering, though, is presence. Yeah. And, I mean, what I've learned the last three months is just the amazing opportunity to be with the kids mm-hmm. and the importance of that. And if I'm around them, then I can actually see the good things. Yeah. And simply cheer them on. And how important that is for parents to be present in their kids' lives. Yeah. To cheer and just to be there to encourage them. When I, I'm thinking about what, what you guys are saying and, and thinking back to my own life. And I know some of the um, almost like backhand, it's not quite a backhanded compliment, but trying to, like, I know how damaging those can be where like, you did a really good job, but next time could you like, like maybe hold off that butt for like a, a little bit, like let them live in that celebration for a second. Like, I'm really proud of you. Just leave it. Yes, there are probably things that they could have done a little bit better or different, but let, let them sit in that, that grace for a minute <laughs> before you tell them next like, time you could also do like this. Like when they do the dishes and they didn't finish oh, doing one little area. Right. It's just like, you didn't do that. Oh, man. Or like Toby cuts the grass or cleans up our dog's poop in the backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And except there's one pile that's missing. Like how easy that is for me to be like, dude, you forgot that. And yeah. Like, dude, you did great. Yeah. I, I remember, it, this is such a silly little thing, but I remember I drew a picture. It was Harry Potter and a Quidditch match when I was in like, I don't know, sixth grade, fifth grade. I don't know. It wasn't a good picture, but I was so proud of it. And I showed my dad and he was like, that's really good. Could you make, like, if you make them bigger next time. And I was like, I don't even want to draw anymore. Like it was Defeating. so, it was, yeah, it was disheartening. Yeah. Absolutely. And it wasn't that my dad was trying to put me down or anything. It was just... Again, receiving love, he might have been trying to show it in one way, but I received it in a different way. So, and I'll tell you this: like, if you're listening to this right now, like me hearing myself say this, it's like I'm actually getting a wind sucked out of me because I'm just thinking about <laughs> not cheering my kids on enough, you know. But I think we as parents, again, we need to receive grace from God and mercy and forgiveness, and there's always new opportunities. And certainly, apologize to our kids; it's going to go a long way. But God is calling us to cheer our kids on and to celebrate the good stuff yeah in, in their lives and we're just we just don't do that enough yeah but it's right there in the bible so cheering is much more than just shouting at a sporting event i've learned so much <laughs> i assume that means comforting is a lot deeper than what i think uh-huh, it is too yeah. Yeah, yeah so tell me tell me we've got cheer comfort and charge i wrote them down so i wouldn't forget them anymore cheer that well tell me about comforting what is that how does that play out? How does comforting how, play out? How is it more than what I think it is and just giving them a pat on the back when they're crying? Yeah, like Andrew and I and Allison were actually talking about this earlier and like how silly it is in my relationship with Jenny. Like my kids always want to go to Jenny if they get hurt. Like mm. I'm right there. I will pick you up and they refuse to even let me pick <laughs> them up. I have to go get their mom. It's like seriously. But comforting is so much more than that. Yeah. Right? Our world is, is broken. Right? Our, our kids aren't perfect. And so how do we speak words of forgiveness to our kids? Like, hey, buddy, like, I still love you. Because our kids know when they mess up. And then also, right, when you're going through trials and trouble, when friends aren't nice because no one's perfect, right, how do we comfort our kids and speak truth to them and remind them, hey, you got to forgive them. Um, but certainly, you know, when there's grandparents dying or there's death around or even the pandemic we just went through or... Mm-hmm the racial tension and inequality that exists around us right now that's prevalent, and my kids know it, everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you speak into trials and let your kids talk through it and then be empathetic and listen to what they're saying? Um, so be a good listener of your kid. Mm. They have feelings. And so to ask questions, actually let them process. Toby and I went out yesterday and I was just getting him to process racism and what's going on in his mind and his heart and just listening to him. Yeah. You know, and being able to speak into the troubles of this world. 
you know, that's what comforting is in my mind. Yeah, I think that's a big a big thing too. As I'm looking at sheer comfort and charge, but but I'm it's coming to my mind because as you talk about that and you wanted to talk to Toby and get him to process things, all of these things are not about us or you guys as parents. These are for your kids. Like like you're cheering. The, the cheering isn't for you to feel good that you cheered them on. It's for them to be cheered on. And it's not the, the feeling that you get for comforting someone. It's so that they feel comforted. Um, and yeah, and the charge as we'll figure out what that means, but it's not for me. It's, it's for them. And so as I, I hear you talking to just about like, they want to go to mom um, mm-hmm. to be comforted. Um, certainly there's a lot to say that, that, you know, maybe about how we need to grow as comforters as, as men. Um, but that's okay. They're being comforted and don't get mad at them because they don't want to come to you. Like, like that, that's the, that does the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but we can, we can get frustrated. I get that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's for them. So yes, dads need to be better. Oh, absolutely. When our kids fall off their bike and yeah. even when they refuse us, yep, right, we, we still need to be there for them. Well, and I even hear you saying, like, I hear you saying that although as parents often we think we know what our kids need, you taking the time to actually just open it up for your son to just really just speak his truth and speak what's going on in his mind. I think sometimes we forget to do that to let our kids actually speak and have their opinion and, and learn their opinion. We're, we're the parents. We, we know we know all. Um, but as part of um, part of comforting your kids is really hearing what they need comforting for as opposed to just assuming, you know, it could be he's really struggling with this in your mind, but really there's another root. But just talking to him, you really learn mm-hmm. to get to the root of that comforting mm-hmm. hearing. Yeah, I think like right now in our world, the biggest thing is we all need to learn to listen, mm. right? But that's at the heart of comforting, right? And be able to listen to our kids and find that time. And certainly as our kids age, right? Yeah. Maturity is different, but you still got to set the posture and start with the baby steps. Just make sure your kid knows that you're always willing to listen to them. I think that's at the root of being a good comforter. Yeah, be acknowledged and to, to make your presence known. Like that's what God does for us is... He listens to us and he acknowledges our existence and, and he loves us through all of that. And um, yeah, definitely a challenge for us. So that's comforting. We have yes. cheer, comfort, and finally charging, which yes. which to me, I think of a knight's tale when, when uh, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein charges at his enemy Lance. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's too old. I, I used to play on the bunk beds and hit each other with pillows. Anyway, so that's what I think of charging. Certainly, I don't think you're asking us to charge at each other with sticks. No. Um, I, I think definitely what Paul is saying there, right, and the scriptures charge us, the scriptures are urging us. God speaks, right? Our Father in Heaven speaks. I love it because our Father in Heaven cheers us on, mm-hmm. our Father in Heaven comforts us, and our Father in Heaven charges us right, to live the life's worthy of our calling. And so we as dads, we need to use words. Um, and again, right, Paul says right in the beginning of that, I live this life, and so for us as dads, we need to own that, right? Not just tell them what to do, but actually show them what to do and set the example. But again, right, we're not perfect, and so we need to acknowledge that we're not perfect. Our kids know we're not perfect. Mm. But I also think of the book of Ephesians, right, in chapter 5, where it talks to dads specifically. It says, dads, don't exasperate your children, right? And so there's a tension there where you don't want to exasperate them. But again, exasperating is not practicing what you're teaching, and so how do we share God's word with our kids and point them in the right direction and give our kids wisdom? Dads need to speak, mm-hmm. um, not just cheer and comfort, but we need to charge them. We need to tell them, here's the life that God's calling you to live. Yeah. So own it. 
Yeah. You got this, buddy. Go get them. Speaking purpose to it. Yeah. 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 So when I talked to the kids about the birds and the bees and like Toby, the oldest, right? God, I, I think God's going to have you be a husband and a dad. And this is why your sexuality matters right now, buddy. Yeah. Like not just don't have sex before you're married, son. Right. Like it's not, you just throw the commandments. That's not what God does. He explains things. It's a lot of us think he just says it, but there's so much explanation in the scriptures. Right? We don't should on our kids. We actually teach our kids. Yeah. So yeah, it's not enough just to say uh, it's bad, so don't do it, or or just don't do it. That like even God in in the scriptures, like with the Ten Commandments, He explains throughout all of His Word why we shouldn't be doing those things and how that tears His kingdom down and how that tears our relationships apart. And so as you're having those those charge moments, um, giving purpose to them, um, explain why. And if you don't know why then invest some time in figuring out why those things are important for not only your kid, but for you too. Um, and I, from what I'm hearing you say is when we're giving purpose to our kids, um, specifically when, when you were talking about um, um, like like recognizing the value of, of their faith and recognizing the value of their purpose of who they are in Jesus, um, like it it, it, it it falls a little bit on deaf ears when, when they don't see that, that practice being lived out in your own life. Um, and so if we're telling our kids that, that prayer is important, but they never see us pray, or that going to church is important, but you're willing to sleep in on Sunday and miss it all, or, or that going to Bible study is important, but you haven't been to Bible study since your confirmation class 30 years ago, they recognize that. And um, when you're trying to give them purpose, but they see that that purpose has no value in your own life, um, that's recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think with the three C's too, um, I think everyone's probably heard this, right? People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. If you're cheering and you're comforting, you're showing that you care. And then our kids actually care about what we oh, know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so. Yeah. Yes. It's a combo right there. It can't be one of the three. This is really a, a threefold thing. I think so, Andrew. I like it. I think so, Allison. Well, hey, cheering, comforting, and charging three C's of being a father. Fathers, I hope you are encouraged by that. Justin, you are in many ways the father of the church. Father Justin, it would be. Uh, before we close, just uh, thinking about our parents and, and as we look to you as a role model and as we look to you as our, our um, shepherd of this congregation, um, I was wondering if you could give us some, some cheer, some comfort, and some charge here today um, I for think, us parents. Yeah. When I, I see the parents at Trinity, right, the fact is I see you at Trinity. That means I see you attempting to live out your relationship with Jesus. Right? God, I have kids. Help me. Right? I believe. Help me with my unbelief. And so I do want to cheer all you parents on. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, encourage keep listening to this podcast. It's amazing you're listening to this right now. And so high fives to everyone who's listening to this. High fives to everyone who's involved in their local church and their relationship with Jesus. If you're not, get involved. Um, I think with comforting I'll tell you, right, no parent is, is perfect. I'm not perfect. I hope you, you know that and you can have grace for yourself and receive forgiveness from God, right? It's a it's a huge task to parent, and we are stewards of God's children, and I love it that I know every night when I go to bed, God cares about my kids more than I care about them, and I receive comfort in that, and I pray that you as parents receive comfort in knowing right, God the Father, right, certainly loves you, and he's proud of you. He's cheering you on, right, but he's there for your kids, and he cares about them, and Certainly, he understands the trouble that you have with your kids. And he's right there with you, empathizing, sympathizing, and loving on you and giving you strength. Um, just a charging thing, right? 
keep it up. Right? <laughs> Live the life that God's called you to. He has called you to be a parent. He's equipped you to be a parent. It's not about what you can do. It's about what he can do. So continue to lean into him and he'll give you the strength to be the parent. that He has created you to be the parent that your kids need you to be. Well, awesome. So... Well, I feel I feel cheered on. I feel comforted, <laughs> and I feel like I have a sense of purpose right here, right now. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Pastor Justin, for joining us today, for giving us uh, these insights, and for just helping us uh, to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Thanks for asking me to be part of this, and and for leading the way, Allison and Andrew. I'm looking. I'm excited to hear more of these podcasts as they keep coming out monthly through your ministry here at Trinity. Oh yeah. Well, before we go, though, let's make sure we uh, talk to the big man upstairs. And just uh, thank you for this time together. But also, uh, we want to just continue to encourage you as parents uh, in the ministry that you are doing within your house. Um, So if you will join us as we pray uh, and just talk to our Father. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to sit down together, to hear from uh, an awesome example um, of a father as Pastor Justin not only leads uh, Trinity, but also is leading his family. And so we thank you for uh, the opportunity to sit down with him today, to just hear uh, some truth from him, some knowledge from him, and that hopefully we can all take a little peace as we continue to grow as parents um, in our own families. Help us to continue to cheer on our kids Um, to comfort them when they need it, and to charge them, to uh, give them the strength and the the tools that they need to live out the calling that you have given each of them uniquely. Uh, Pray that you are with everyone listening to this podcast and pray that it's a blessing to them, uh, but that we all can leave this time uh, just continuing looking toward you. All this we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Allison. You're welcome. All right. Well, until the sequel of Justin Krupski, episode two in the future thanks for joining us all right bye everybody thank you for joining us on this episode of bringing it home we pray that today's podcast was a blessing to you and your family If you're looking for a home church, please join us each weekend, either online or in person. Just go to www.trinityutica.com slash live. Again, that's www.trinityutica.com slash live for more information.